0: Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasting and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. I got a hangover. Whoa,
1: Carl, you know the song plays itself, right? I got a ha- Oh, oh. I I don't listen back to these, you know that. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, just so you know, now
0: you, it, it's like the old NBC commercials.
1: The more you know. Um, <laughs> hey everyone. Uh, in case you couldn't tell by my sultry tones, um sultry tones, uh saucy tones. We're going saucy. Uh, Shane, Carl's hopped up
0: on cold medication.
1: I, I do have some dayquel slash Nyquil in me. And as Carl blows his nose, I hope everyone can not hear that. Oh, I hope I hope the mic didn't pick that up. Um, so I apologize in advance if I am coughing. If I'm not making any sense, uh, especially to Zach, who is the only other person here today because Shane. I'm not going to make anything up. Shane is on his way to go and see.
0: No, it's fine. I was just going to make up like he, he, he stripped naked and ran out of the house, but that's not making... be Honest.
1: So Shane stripped naked and ran out of the house, but he is on his way to Denver, Colorado, um, to watch his team, the new England Patriots. I totally forgot how to say Patriots for a second. Um, <laughs> His team, the New England Patriots, uh, take on the Denver Broncos in Mile High. Who, I guess I thought they were the no-fly zone, but they...
0: Oh, uh, man. They were they don't, were
1: flying high. E, fly, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Is that—is that their saying? I don't know. Is that their
0: saying? I don't know. E-A-G-L-E-S-J... No, I... Wait, no. Hold on. There, there
1: are too many letters. I don't...
0: I thought it was Adrian.
1: Adrian, <laughs> you, know, you knock him down. You try to like me down. <laughs> Rocky IV is the best Rocky. All
0: right, Carl, let's get into some quick outs here. All right, what's so, happened around the NFL the last week?
1: Um, uh, so James, famous Jameis, after telling his or after eating in front of all of his teammates, uh, got knocked out for a minimum of two weeks uh, with a shoulder injury. Which means Fitz Magic is the starting quarterback for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, moving forward. And
0: he is not the only quarterback to be put on the shelf since our last podcast, Carl. What happened last Wednesday?
1: Uh, last Wednesday, after we recorded our last week's podcast, um, Andrew Luck got put on the shelf mm-hmm. for the entire and? year. Oh, that's right. Deshaun Watson blew his ACL in practice. Uh j- so just awful. Just, just so bad. You got to feel for the kid. Like, I mean,
0: got to feel for Houston. They lost their two best players to IR in a season where they were favorites to
1: go to the Super Bowl. Right. Like <laughs> Houston Houston was looking up after the hurricane and then, you know, hey guys, we j- we just won the World Series. What could go wrong? 2 days later their star quarterback goes down with an ACL injury that's brutal but i mean that's just kind of the way it goes
0: and i'm gonna look up really quick what tom savage's stat line was because it wasn't was good.
1: not good at all um, um while you're doing that um a uh, another little bit of uh injury news um brian bulaga last night we record on tuesdays so last night was monday night uh, tore his ACL, which means the Packers' injury woes continue to pile up. Um, it's n- not really looking good for the team that was pretty much favored to win the NFC North, and they were looking to be one of the favorites for the NFC, or to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl at the you know preseason earlier this, at the beginning of the year.
0: Let's be honest, be- because of A run.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: It, it had everything to do with a. 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 Ron.
1: and slowly but surely, that team has just started dying because he's not there,
0: like every other team in the NFL. Okay, True. so I got Tom Savage's stats up.
1: Oh, good.
0: Nineteen completions.
1: Okay, that's... on
0: forty-four attempts. <laughs> what? Nineteen of
1: forty-four. Wow, that's um, that's impressive in not a good way. Deontay Foreman
0: and Lamar Miller had two more carries than Tom Savage had completions. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, well, DeAndre won- Hopkins, he had his day saved by a pretty long touchdown. But it's just... He, DeAndre Hopkins is back to what he was last year, where he's a wide receiver, 2-3 flex option.
1: He's essentially week. what Jordy Nelson is right now.
0: Yeah. I... I, I
1: Which situation would you rather have, Carl? Would you rather have Jordy Nelson or DeAndre Hopkins? Um, I would almost rather have Hopkins just because I know he's good for a a garbage time TD. Okay. Um. He is one of the masters of garbage time. He is, like, the the maestro of garbage time. He is. He is the, uh, giant span of garbage... I'm trying to think of a G word. I'm trying to think of an alliteration. Um... But I mean Jordy Nelson, because that system is made for receivers like Jordy Nelson to succeed in, mm-hmm. and it's can't succeed if you don't get the ball. You can't, exactly, <laughs> and I mean it. Hundley's Hundley didn't look great, but I mean, it's
0: that whole offense though. That whole offense revolves around Aaron Rodgers' backyard football play skill set,
1: right, and. <laughs> But he makes it look so easy. Whereas, like yeah. when Hundley's running around, it's like, oh, he's running for his life. Mm-hmm. He's doing what Deshaun Watson was doing for the majority of the first half of the season. He was right. running for his life. He's like wiggling around back there, and not in like the cool, like Aaron Rodgers, like I'm escaping pressure way. He's like I'm running for my life. Yeah. Help me! It's it's ugly. It yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last bit of quick outs. I have a question for you after this. Okay. But um Mike Evans was suspended for one game for uh pretty much dest- destroying destroying uh Marshawn Lattimore. Yep. Um after a kind of a bizarre incident between Lattimore and Jameis Winston, where Jameis kind of provoked Lattimore and I I I didn't watch They're both trash talkers. Yeah.
0: They're both trash talkers and Lattimore was getting in Winston's face, and Evans came up and just annihilated him, which led to him getting suspended. It was a boneheaded thing. The thing is, Evans is twenty four years old. Yeah, he's he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he'll he'll learn from this, but he's still a kid. He's a six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound kid, but he's still a kid.
1: Hmm. <laughs> you, you know, he, he's got to learn sometime. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of these. Younger wide receivers need to get their lives, to, you know, not get their lives. They need together, to get their acts together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, between him, Odell Beckham last year. Um, do you look at even Antonio Brown? Some of the stuff that he's done with yeah. like, social media. I mean, these guys have got to realize, you know, realize that they are on a much different level than a lot of people, and they need to keep a more even head. We went through a pretty
0: decent amount of time where. We weren't seeing diva wide receivers. Hmm. We had it a lot in the early 2000s, late 90s into the early 2000s oh, yeah, with Terrell, Terrell Owens, Owens Chad Randy, Ochocinco, Randy, Randy Moss, Moss,
1: Joe Horn.
0: Was Joe Horn really that big of a diva, though?
1: I don't know. I he, know he did the cell phone thing. He but... he was a little bit of a diva. I mean, okay, he, he just wasn't as good of a wide receiver as the other guys, so Fair. it wasn't as high profile. Fair enough, but.
0: Then we got guys like A.J. Green, Julio Jones, you know, T.Y. Hilton. You could throw into that category as not being a diva. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne was the epitome of not being a diva. Marvin Harrison.
1: Larry Fitzgerald.
0: Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. We went through all these years and years of not really having that many prominent diva-wide receivers that were were top guys. They were just guys doing their job. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, (laughs) That just reminded me of uh, Calvin Johnson too. Oh, He's for sure. One. Yeah. Who was the one Detroit wide receiver that um, destroyed his career and said that he is better than Calvin Johnson when he was still on the team? Um,
1: oh my god! He only
0: made it like two years in the NFL uh, before he it, got
1: Titus Young. Titus Young. Titus Young.
0: Titus Young. Yep. Titus Young played for the Detroit Lions, and I remember him saying he is better than Calvin Johnson while on the team. I mean, he ugh,
1: he he was a good he was good when he wasn't. He was okay. He, he was okay. He showed. He showed flashes. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he he his off the field was no 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 <laughs> no.
0: It was uh, it was on par with the old uh, Ohio State running back Maurice, Maurice Clarett. Claret. It was on par with that one. Yeah, that was. I mean, I just I don't think Titus got arrested with a machete in his trunk, but um, no, but and was, automatic weapons. But he definitely
1: he did his own amount of stupid crap.
0: Yeah. So what was your question that you were going to ask me?
1: Um, did anything come out, or was there any suspensions for the Jalen Ramsey AJ Green thing? Believe it or not, no. Neither person got suspended, which is weird because I mean AJ Green did his best uh, MMA impression. Yeah he
0: he saw the fight the uh, he saw the fight the night before between mm-hmm. uh, GSP and Bisping, and was like, hey, I can do this too. Um, for those of you who didn't see it. AJ Green, and I don't know how you didn't see it, AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey both got ejected on Sunday's game because from what I understand from the from my readings and my watchings is Jalen Ramsey is a bit of a shit-talker.
1: Yeah. I'm... And
0: he likes to get into people's heads and under their skin. He got under AJ's. Yeah. <laughs> and AJ proceeded to put him in a rear naked choke and then throw him to the ground and then punch him. I don't know how Mike Evans gets suspended and AJ Green does not. I. It's not like Evans is a repeat offender,
1: right? I'm it's like, not like AJ Green is a repeat offender. I think it was just because Mike Evans was probably unprovoked. Was
0: oh, that was one hundred percent unprovoked.
1: It was unprovoked, whereas AJ Green was one hundred percent provoked.
0: Yeah, but he threw punches, man. He threw punches and yeah. he put him in a chokehold. It's true. He put him in a headlock and threw him to the ground. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Was Jalen Ramsey? Was he one of the guys that was kind of like nurtured by Dion? Or who was the guy that was? Um, what's Marcus their? Peters? Marcus Peters is one yeah. thing up. That's right. Oh,
0: did you have that bit about on our? Uh... Outs? No, I didn't. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Deion Sanders does not like Tony Romo. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Tony Romo in the Dallas game on Sunday. Or not Dallas game. It, oh, yeah, it was Dallas because yeah. it was uh, Dallas, Cowboys and Chiefs. During the game, uh, Tony Romo mentioned how he... <coughs> how Marcus Peters avoids tackling about as much as Dion Sanders did when Dion played.
1: Sure.
0: And Deion did not like that at all. Dion came out. If you can find the video, go to YouTube, do a search, find it. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, he was not Um, thrilled.
0: Yeah, Dion was not thrilled. He straight up called out Tony Romo and basically said, you know what, I got a gold jacket, and mine came from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not CBS. (laughs) It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, it it was... It was... talking at its best.
0: Yes, it was. It was, I, you know, if we still had that show Celebrity Deathmatch, I would probably be sending in a letter saying, hey, can you have a Celebrity Deathmatch between Tony Romo and Deion Sanders?
1: Oh, we know that Deion would win that.
0: Well, he probably wouldn't break as easily.
1: Exactly. Like, he wouldn't break as easily. Um, Tony Romo would try and hit him with footballs in the head, but he would just keep intercepting him.
0: Or he'd try to grab someone off the ground, he'd fumble it, and then try to run away. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right, we can write this. Um so that will do it for uh quick outs this week. So because there're only two of us, um we're kind of freeballing it a little bit. Yeah, we're um, we're going to call another audible this week <coughs> for sure. Um it might be a little bit more of an abbreviated episode, but we're still going to, you know, hit hit what we want to hit and um give you guys the information that I'm sure you want to hear. Um, so, we're going to start off with uh, suds and duds from last week, um, seeing who hit on their suds and who hit on their duds, or who this so, yeah, let's start, I say we start with the two people that aren't here so they can't defend themselves. I like it. So, Shane, last week, uh, said that his sud was going to be, and it was an unexpected sud, if I remember correctly, uh, Christian McCaffrey, which did very well, uh, Christian McCaffrey um after uh, Jonathan Stewart put the ball on the ground twice um, he pretty much saw the bench yeah he he rode the pine and then Christian McCaffrey got the majority of the carries um, Christian McCaffrey scored his first rushing touchdown of the of his career um, and put up a pretty decent stat line from what I remember um, it, but I mean he definitely got the majority of the carries he was for sure someone that you wanted in your starting lineup that you maybe did weren't thinking of prior to uh, the start of Sunday. Uh, Shane's dud was Joe Mixon, which we're going to call even money.
0: It's even It's even money to
1: win. Like it's, to, yeah. It's,
0: it's like a, a 55-45 kind of thing, in
1: my opinion. So Joe Mixon scored a touchdown at the end of the first half, which had he not done that, it would have definitely been a for sure dud. Yeah. Um Joe Mixon had 13 carries for 31 yards. Um and then a touchdown, so he had maybe it was I think he ended up with like 13 points PPR. Like it, it wasn't a great day, it, but I mean it, it wasn't a bad day. So like he didn't hurt you, but he but he didn't help you either really. I
0: mean it was a for PPR it was an average game. I mean as an R B two flex option he
1: was fine. Yeah, it was just it was just a bad game for the Bengals all around. Like after they lost AJ Green, going against, going up against that defense, it just they didn't have anything going for him. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, moving on to uh Chris. Oh yeah, Chris is in here. Um We didn't mention that at the start either.
0: Oh yeah, we kinda we we just kinda focused on uh training. sorry, Chris, I
1: know you don't listen anyways though, so Meh. Um, yeah, he'll get over it. So, Chris's sud was Amir Abdullah. This one didn't really... Wasn't really a sud. Um, Not really. I mean, if he hadn't fumbled the ball twice, it might have been a sud. Um, He had 48 yards and a touchdown and I think, one reception for, like, 13 yards. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot, but... But, yeah, the two fumbles killed it. Yeah, putting the ball on the ground twice. Like, the Lions still destroyed... Green Bay at at Lambeau, which is the second time yeah. in like 25 years that that's happened.
0: Yeah, it was the second time. I was actually just reading on that. It's the second time they've won at Lambeau since
1: 1992. Yeah, but isn't it also like their second time in like the past five years? I didn't see that, but I, most likely. I Because I, I, I feel like they won there fairly recently okay. as well. Um, and then Chris's dud was Chris Thompson, which the entirety of the Uh, Washington offense was kind of a dud. Yeah, that, I mean, but it
0: was Seattle. I I said last week that they, there was no way Seattle was going to let happen two weeks in a row, what they let the Texans do against them.
1: Exactly. If you listen back, he actually said that. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. Um, I'll just move on to my sudden dud from last week. Okay. Um, my sud was the Rams defense. Um, because they were going up against the <laughs> New York football giants. Um and they allowed seventeen points against them, but they had an interception and uh two forced fumbles. Um so I would consider that a strong defensive start. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: J- they the Jacksonville defense has had Rams. Oh, sorry, Rams.
1: <laughs>
0: my bad. I sorry. was thinking I was thinking about my mine yeah. um yeah, no. The Rams have had; they've been a very opportunistic defense. They're not getting tons of sacks or tons of picks, but they're they're not allowing tons of yards down the field. Mm-hmm. They're they're being very. They're. It's kind of crazy how <laughs> getting a different coach in with the exact same team can increase production. Right. It's insane. It's
1: almost like. Jeff Fisher wasn't a good coach.
0: It's almost like he's mediocre like eight and eight seven and nine yeah that's that's weird how
1: that yeah how that works
0: on a side note did, uh, kind of a fun fact I heard on Kfan uh, local Minnesota radio sports show um the other day this could be the first time the Rams have a winning season in 14 years. They haven't had a season above five hundred in fourteen years. So you're
1: saying since the greatest show on turf ended, essentially? Yeah. Wow. That, Carl. Do you know where we were fourteen years ago? We were in junior high. Oh yeah, that would be so. Two thousand three. Yeah. That. Yeah, I would have been eighth grade. Seventh. You would have been
0: eighth grade. I would have been ninth. 8th yep. grade at Osseo Junior High. Huh. Yeah.
1: Whoa. How about that?
0: <laughs> How
1: about that? Jeez. Um, so, moving on to my dud, my dud was Kirk Cousins, um, who only had 247 yards passing, uh, no TDs, against the uh, Seattle defense, which you said it best, they weren't going to let what happened to them happen to you two weeks in a row. Especially considering that Washington does not have
0: the weapons that Houston has, for sure. Josh Doxson and Terrell Pryor and Jamison. Well, no, because Jameson Crowder didn't even play. Right. Uh, and, and and Jordan Reed didn't play either. So literally, they were down to Josh Doxson and Terrell Pryor as their pass catchers.
1: <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, not so much. Not the greatest plan. Alright So moving on to your suds and duds from last week my friend
0: Alright so I'm gonna go over my dud really quick just to get it out of the way Uh, As we mentioned earlier the no fly zone became the fly zone this last weekend As Alshon Jeffrey had 6 catches for I think 84 yards and 2 touchdowns That is not what we would call a dud Thanks a lot Alshon I cannot ever trust you I hate you Goodbye and then my sud for the week was the Jacksonville D, correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so Jacksonville D did fine. Mm-hmm. They held the Cincinnati Bengals to seven points. Joe Mixon got their only touchdown. And they helped eliminate their best weapon in the start of the second quarter. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. But even before then, he had only had one catch for six yards mm. in that game. So they were Jalen Ramsey was keeping him in check. Um, it was a great showing by the Jacksonville defense. They held the running backs to under three yards of carry. Giovanni Bernard, who want, who once Jeremy Hill went out, I was like, okay, Giovanni Bernard you get some play. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I think not, he he only had two two touches. touches. Yep, nope. It was it was not good. No, not not at all. <laughs> like I think the best player on that in that game was Tyler Croft, and he had like three catches for like eighty or seventy yards. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so, it, I I'd call it a win on that one, but I definitely missed on my dud. Um it's it had
1: I got to stop playing picking players who are super inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, it it seemed like a good pick at the time, but yeah. I mean, the Eagles put up unreal numbers on that Denver defense. Well, it's
0: it wasn't that they put up unreal numbers is that they were extremely consistent. Yeah. Um, because Carson or Carson Wentz only threw for 199 yards. But he had four touchdowns on those 199 yards. Right. And then Corey Clement came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And ha- I think he had three touchdowns on the day. Something like that, yeah. I know he had at least two, but he might have had three. Um, I think he had two, and then a had Ajayi one. Jay had one, yep. And then... But yeah, it was just an extremely efficient game by the Eagles. They are red hot right now. To me... They are probably the only team in the NFC right now that I would pick to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would I, I I can't really I mean maybe maybe the Cowboys if Zeke is around, but that all depends on Zeke being
1: around. Yeah, I mean thinking about who's like the top teams in the NFC right now, um, the Vikings, their defense is good enough but there's still too much too many questions on offense for yes. me personally it's... as a Vikings fan like there's too many questions on offense. I think the passing game fine. Mm-hmm. It's the running
0: game that concerns me because yep. they neither McKinnon or Murray can be are very consistent guys. Neither of them, you know, are those trustworthy
1: backs. For sure, um, the Saints are also six and two. Um, after they've won five in a row, uh, six in a row. I oh, think because I think oh yeah, the, they lost their first game. They lost game their first two. Um, and so they're also, <clears throat> excuse me, they're. Um, I think my biggest concern with them would be their defense, but. Um, but their defense, but their defense has been playing. fine. Yeah, so. Compared I mean,
0: to what it. We have. Everyone seems to have a misconception about the Saints' defense of what it was the last couple years. Mm-hmm. They've been fine this year. With the exception of the first two weeks, they've been a very solid defense through the past six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. It was just those first two weeks where they got carved alive mm-hmm. by Minnesota and New England. But I mean, Minnesota was flying high. Bradford was the starter; he was doing great. And New England's New England.
1: Mm-hmm. Did um, you get any weird trade offers? No, not right. No, not today. Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, and then I think the only other team in the NFC to talk about would be the Rams. Really? Yeah, the Rams are sneaky. The Rams are a sneaky good pick.
0: <laughs> the Rams are a sneaky good pick. I, it would not surprise me if they won that division. Mm. Um, maybe even at this point, you know, barring injuries, was one of the top two seeds in the NFC, and got a home play got home playoffs. I
1: don't know. I I don't think they'd be a top two seed because I think that the strengths in the Central and the East, or excuse me, the Central <laughs> and the South are stronger than Central. North. Whoa. Ugh. Sorry, I was going back to like 2000 there. Because the, I was thinking NFC Central, which was...
0: Yeah, no, I, got, yeah. I,
1: I know where you're thinking, but... Cold medicine. Cold medicine, cold yeah, medicine. cold medicine. Um, no, I just think that the... I think the first round buys are going to go to the Eagles, and then either the winner of the AFC South or the... Oh, Winner of the NFC South or the winner of the NFC North. Okay. I just don't see the the West is too a little too muddy for me to think that they're going to get a first round by. I'm sure. I think the Rams are going to win the division and get a home get a home game. Okay. I just don't think it's going to be a first round buy.
0: Gotcha. Would you like to make a bet on that? I'll make a water bet with you on that. Sure. All right. Proverbial okay. handshake. Sounds good. Okay. So, because I, I think that. I, I think that
1: the LA Rams could take the number, take the second seed. And I do not think that they will... I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll get a first-round bye. Okay. Fair enough. So oh. I like
0: it. All right, so do we want to move into what we discussed as our main topic?
1: Yeah. So, just kind of run through that. So we're doing something a little bit different. We were trying to figure out a little bit of something to do just... Um, maybe something a little different. Maybe fresh... Not into, so much segment-based. Yeah, not, and more of just conversation-based. Um, and so we're deciding to look... Take a... What, how did you put it? A, uh, I think
0: a 1.5 years look back.
1: 1.5 years look back. Um, so we're going to look at um, our rookie draft from our Dynasty League. Um, kind of take a step back into Dynasty a little bit. From the um, 2016. From the 2016 uh, season. Which... It's it's interesting to look back at the uh, rookie draft to see where you know where people were graded, where they were taken, and where they are today, uh, a year and a half later. So, well, Zach, I think it it's best to start with you since you had the first overall pick uh, in the draft. Yeah, um, and you t- ended up taking someone. Yep,
0: weird. I took uh,
1: <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, number one. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, I know, weird. Um. um fantastic running back no regrets yeah shout out to carl yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> um no that that worked out incredibly well. no that wasn't the pick i gave you no that was a different yeah. that was in the other league yeah um worked. but no i mean that he he made sense to be the number one pick it's worked out very well um i think yeah no it's worked out very well and i'm i'm glad
0: i made the trade that i made for him um Oh no, that was my tanking season. Sorry. Yeah, that was your tanking season. Because I lost uh I lost so many players the year before that I was like, screw this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Z I want the number one pick, so I just tanked the rest of that season to get the number one pick and I wound up getting a Zika Elliott.
1: Um well, but there are definitely polarizing opinions on on tanking for I I don't agree with tanking, personally speaking. Okay. Um however, I can see the point where Yes, you are still investing the money. Yes, you, it's still your team. You can kind of do whatever you want. Um, it just does get to a point where...
0: I have a different opinion. That I have a different reasoning, though, than that.
1: Oh. What the... My
0: reasoning for being okay with tanking is... It's kind of what you said. But also, why would I want to try to win games and give myself a worse pick? Because let's go over the next five picks really quick, Carl. I'll read them out loud.
1: Oh, yeah. This is oh, this is really the reason why we're having this conversation. Okay,
0: so the next five picks that followed. We have He's, number two, Laquan Treadwell. Um, he had one catch his rookie season. He was all of the hype coming out of Ole Miss. Corey Coleman has spent more games injured slash missed than he has played so far through the first year and a half of his career. Mm-hmm. Josh Doxson had four or five catches his rookie year. Didn't he tear his ACL? Uh, no, he was, was coming off of an injury. That's right. He was coming off an injury. Um, and even through the through this year, he's had one good game, mm-hmm. and that was off of a 50-yard catch. Yep. And then next we have Sterling Shepard, who is fine as a slot receiver, but, man, that offense is just so bad that it's hard to say... I'm happy to have him right now. Then we have another guy I took and then wound up trading him. Actually, this past off season, Derrick Henry. So between those those five picks, that is why I say I'm okay with tanking because it's a like when I say tanking, I still say play people. Yeah, but if you have, let's say. Mike Evans going up against the Indianapolis Colts or Robbie Anderson going up against the Denver Broncos. I'm going to play Robbie Anderson because I'm still playing somebody who's playing, which I think is a rule that every league should have is that nobody can not start players. You have to start players who are playing. But that's where I am okay with the whole tanking thing because instead of getting Elliott, I could have won even one more game and because that year it came down to me and Sam having been one game apart
1: Mm -hmm, to to
0: have the number one pick I could have won that one game and then I could have wound up with Laquan Treadwell instead of Ezekiel Elliott that's why you know in hindsight it it is what it is but that's why I'm okay with tanking Mm
1: -hmm. okay and then we get into a good pick after Derrick Henry well can, can can we actually just take another second to just... Sure. So, with Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxon, and Sterling Shepard, like, these are all, you know, three out of the four were first-round draft picks in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, and the other one, Shepard was a second, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was I, he a third? I, I believe he was, a, he was a second or a third. Okay. But, I mean, these are guys, like... I get that... A lot of wide receivers, it takes, like, that three-year bump, unless you're Odell Beckham or, you know, Julio Jones or whatever. But you've at least got to show something. Right. Like, these guys (laughs) haven't really shown any of that, like, spark or magic that they had in college. No, Laquan Treadwell still doesn't have a touchdown. No, I mean, he's at least shown some flashes this year. Yeah. Like, he he made a really nice catch a few weeks ago. He's... I... (sighs) It's hard to say that any of these guys are going to be number one guys it's, the way they've been performing so far in their careers. Yeah,
0: I mean, you, there's a couple couple things that definitely hindered some of their production. I mean, like injuries. Yeah, injuries being on the but, Browns. <laughs> um, the depth chart was more kind of what I was thinking besides <laughs> the being on the Browns thing. But um, you don't, you're not wrong though with saying that. Right. <laughs> but the depth chart thing, I mean. Laquan Treadwell is, at minimum, third on the depth chart behind Thielen and Diggs. Then, Corey Coleman, as Carl mentioned, plays with the Browns. Josh Doxon spent his first year behind Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. And this year, he's the, the Washington offense just is not what it was last year. Right. Or the, even the year before that. And then, Sterling Shepard
1: plays with Eli Manning. So, there's that. Yeah, that offense is just not what it is without or it's not it, it's not what it could be without Odell Beckham correct because there's no receiving threats exactly so I just wanted to touch on that for a yeah, sure. second. Um. so like we said Derrick Henry was the next pick after Sterling Shepard and then as you were saying going on to a good pick which wasn't until pick uh seven, seven. of round one uh, Michael Thomas was drafted out of the Ohio State University yep um that I mean, that's a great value pick. That's yeah, um, it was
0: fantastic. It, it was
1: where he was supposed
0: to go in drafts. Like, mm-hmm.
1: like that was a lot of people had him at that like late first, early second sort of um, sort of draw. Yeah, uh, I know he was one of Chris's Chris, favorites. Yeah,
0: I was going to mention Chris. Chris, Chris loved, loved him. Loved Michael Thomas.
1: I mean, I I was I watched his tape. I enjoyed him. Um, I didn't love him nearly as much as Chris did. Chris, yeah. I mean. For me, it was all about the production. Like mm-hmm. the production was not there at Ohio
0: State, so there wasn't enough for me to bump him up ahead of those other guys. Because mm-hmm. my my top three actually went LaQuan Treadwell, uh, Corey Coleman, and then Michael Thomas third, um, and then Josh Doxson fourth. Because I, I still am not a Doxson fan. I never have been. But yeah. uh, no, Michael Thomas. That was that was a great. Chris Chris called that. I will give Chris all the credit in the world on that because he called that hands down. Mm. Um, then moving on to number eight, we have Tyler Boyd, which he the second he went to the Bengals, I knew it was bad. Yeah, I I love Tyler Boyd coming out of college, but the second he went to Cincinnati, I knew it wasn't going to be good.
1: Yeah, he hasn't performed very well. Um, it well, it's tough to outshine AJ Green. Yeah. And it, there's that offense just isn't doing what it what it could be doing. No, um, especially after this year with drafting John Ross. Yeah. Um, well, because
0: that that automatically made Tyler Boyd the slot guy. Yeah, but you still had Brandon LaFell there, mm-hmm. and now John Ross isn't even playing. Right. Which fun fact? He is one of the only players currently in the NFL that has negative fantasy points on the season. <sighs> wow. Because he played like he had one touch and that touch led to a fumble. And he hasn't played since. Um, Jesus. Then, so, number nine was uh, Kenneth Dixon.
1: Which wasn't a bad pick. No, it was uh, a good pick at the time. Good pick at the time. Um, Obviously, injuries have sort of hindered him throughout his career so far. Injuries, Um, suspensions, suspensions, general general play. play. (laughs) (laughs) General play.
0: (laughs) General play being in a Backfield with eighteen thousand running backs.
1: Hmm. Um. And I then, don't want to talk about the next pick. No. I'll I'll just touch on it uh, at the very end of round one. Um. Well, you hit three first-round picks that year. I and you. Hit I love. Of,
0: I love rookie drafts. I love trading. It, I, I it even happened this last year. I yes, love
1: trading. Yes, you do. Um. But you took the other Mike Thomas, not Michael Thomas, Mike Thomas, who I believe I recently cut. Is he still on the roster? Oh, he
0: is still on the roster. He is still on the team. But he's behind Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, Tavon Austin,
1: Pharaoh Cooper.
0: (laughs) Pharaoh Cooper. Which
1: we'll get to him later. (laughs) Spoiler alert.
0: And then he's probably also behind Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett and Cooper Cup and... Todd Gurley, and Benny Cunningham. Um, he's probably even behind Greg Zerline on the receiver pecking order.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's just say that. So yeah. then moving on to the second round, do you want to start us off with the second round here, Carl?
1: Yeah, uh, Shane made a, a huge power <laughs> move um, to pick up Leonte Carew with the first pick in the second round. Um, to be fair, there was a lot of hype with him at the time. yeah. Um, because they made, they traded two picks to get him. Right. And so there was a huge amount of hype going in his favor. It just didn't quite pan out at all. At all. Um, the next two picks are meh. Well, I mean, we got Paul Perkins who hasn't, hasn't really shown like he's, he's shown that he's not an NFL running back, at least not in the giants. He, he's, yeah, He's not a starting NFL running back at least. Um, and then we've got Devonte Booker, who showed, showed flashes last year, um, but was slowed down this year due, a, due to a wrist injury. And also loves to fumble the ball. Yeah. If he could hold onto the ball, he would be... I think he could beat out C.J. Anderson. If he could hold onto oh, the yeah. ball. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, he's, he's a better running back than C.J. Anderson. It's just that C.J.
1: Anderson... Knows ball security. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, pick four of the second round was Will Fuller. Which, he had a lot of issues coming out of college. There were a lot of... He had. He was Sir Drops a lot. Yeah, tiny Dame. hands. Tiny hands. Um, I mean, I think there's... Double catches everything he catches. Yep. <laughs> um, I know Chris loves to mention that. Yes, he does. Um, so, he... I mean, last year he didn't really show a ton. This year he's one of the better fantasy wide receivers but it's, he was he, he was. was
0: one of the better wide receivers
1: his his efficiency his touchdown to catch ratio is still insane he had
0: 7 touchdowns on 11 catches
1: 7 11 that's
0: that ain't right
1: that no that ain't right um
0: next we have my biggest disappointment I because i was super high on this guy and he just he can't stay healthy and it sucks but CJ Procise yeah. from Notre Dame was the next pick and i i was just all in on this guy I loved him as a running back as a pass catcher out of the backfield and he just hasn't been able to stay on the field cuz he's always hurt <laughs> yeah and they have the most disgusting running back situation in the NFL
1: in really Seattle do. it's gross yep um no he's he's a great pass catching back he's i mean he that would have been good value for him. Like, I, it was, I mean, middle of the second round of a rookie draft is solid. It just yeah. hasn't exactly panned out the way uh, they thought. Kind of like this next guy, actually. Um, Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell uh, with the Patriots. Hasn't done a ton. Um, he Obviously, he was he's injured this year, as is half of the wide receiving core from the New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he got injured in preseason. Um, he's, he
0: may be coming back soon. We we don't know. Yeah, it's a big maybe. Um, then next we have our first quarterback taken. Uh, yes, uh, Jared Goff. Which, in his rookie season, looked like a massive bust. He went 0-7 in games that he played. But this year, he has looked... Very competent I'm not saying he looks all pro But he's definitely not
1: Killing the Rams Yeah he's not doing what he did last year Which was costing them games He's helping them win games Mm -hmm. Um, This year he has definitely shown More flashes of that number one Overall quarterback feel
0: Yeah oh absolutely Um, I mean I would still say Carson Wentz Has the leg up in that competition For for but. But
1: we'll get to him later
0: Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! And then next we have uh, from Carl Kenyon Drake, the Um, new Miami starting running back, RB one slash two. Yeah, because him and Damian Williams are pretty much going to split split money, split time. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. So congratulations, Carl! You got a starting running back on your team. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, next, Chris grabbed DeAndre Washington, and I bet that would have looked a lot better this year had Marshawn Lynch not signed with the Raiders. Too, yeah, <laughs> that probably would have looked a lot better this year, for sure. Uh, then next, I would say, next we have probably the steal of the draft. I would, I would totally agree with that. I wouldn't say pick of the draft because I'd still put, I'd still take Elliott over Howard.
1: Oh but yeah, but, but Jordan Howard taken <laughs> at the very end of the second round by stupid Shane, yeah. Well, um, he he thought I was gonna take him instead of Kenny and Drake, but um yeah. at the time I thought Drake was gonna choices. Yeah. Well I thought um uh why can't I think of um Jeremy Langford? I thought Jamie Langford Oh yeah.
0: So did I. I thought Jeremy f- Langford was gonna take over that job and it, he didn't. Um which I Shane, I, I I you're not stupid. You're just you're good at fantasy football and I don't like it. Um then next, uh, we're just going to kind of run through some of the last three rounds here, just highlight certain guys. At pick 3-2, we have Hunter Henry,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: he had no business falling to the end of the third round, or the end of the or the start of the third round, I mean. Um, he should have went sooner than that, given the fact that he was the far and above best tight end available in that draft. For sure. And, I mean, he had eight touchdowns his rookie year. Like, that would have... Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a tight end, too, in his rookie year based on eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like 36 catches. Yeah. Uh, then we have a guy who's somewhat relevant right now, but not really, and that's Alex Collins. At 3-5. Um, at 3-5. Then at 3-8, we have Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah. Um, who, again, Carl, you took. I had a pretty decent draft for not having a lot of draft picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he... Arguably, he's quarterback one, or not arguably, he is a quarterback one. He might be one of the top five quarterback fantasy wise moving forward. When you started your fire
0: fire sale, I, I I thought about making an offer for him. I really did. I was. I'm not. I wasn't. I would much rather let like go of Cam. Yeah, I'm not making an offer for Cam. Yeah, no one. Um, is. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. I'm not doing that. Uh, then our next, I would say, our next one to mention would be. Austin Hooper at four um, six. Yeah, because it was it was not good between that. Um, then that's it. There's nobody else, in my opinion, to mention through the rest of that draft.
1: No, and it it's just sort of one of those things that goes to show you that even, you know, even in the first round there's no such there's no guarantee in yeah. picks.
0: I mean, if we look at the, if we look at the first round, there's only two guys that hit. Elliot and Thomas. Those are the only two that hit in the first round of that draft.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um I mean, there were more hits in the second round than in the first, I would argue.
0: I would say there's equal equal money. Yeah, equal money. Yeah. Cuz you can put Malcolm Mitchell in the same category as Derrick Henry right now. Right, I mean,
1: Kenny or Jordan Howard.
0: Let's just say this: there were as many hits in round three through five as there were in round one. Right, <laughs> there there were as many hits.
1: And again, you know, one and a half years does not make a career, but no, it's, but it's it, a good it's a start. Exactly, it's a good starting point to you know look at the way things are trending, or in this case, mostly
0: a bad start. True. <laughs> so, that was our 1.5 year review. All right.
1: So, are we just moving on to suds and duds.
0: Yeah. Say so let's go on to suds and duds, and then we'll get some fun facts, and then <coughs> you can get on out of here,
1: and then I can go to bed. <laughs> yep. Try and kill whatever is the virus inside me. Um. All right. So. <laughs> phrasing. Phrasing. Are we not doing, are we phrasing, not doing phrasing, anymore? phrasing anymore? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> I said it, and I was like, nope, just going to let it go. Just let it, let it I'm go.
0: Not, I'm not going to let it go. Don't worry. I was
1: really hoping you wouldn't notice. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> um. All right, so we'll start with the guys that can't defend themselves. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, go ahead with that.
1: Cool. So, uh, Chris.
0: Well, they don't have to defend themselves yet.
1: True. Uh. And I quote, Sud is Robbie Anderson. TDs in last three games. Going up against Tampa. Is that a haiku? That might be a haiku. That is Hopkins up against a good Rams defense. Fair enough. Is he just speaking haikus? I don't know what haiku is. <sighs> no, I don't. I don't use proper
0: grammar when I text either.
1: No. What what is a haiku? Five seven five. Is that?
0: <sighs> I don't. We, Carl, we don't grammar here. I was. A, I was. This a, isn't a grammar podcast.
1: It's true. <laughs> oh, this is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'm sure there are some people that are listening to this going, why do they talk like this? Yep. I'm sure. Use punctuation. But hey, if you got a problem,
0: send us an email. Hit us <coughs> up on Twitter, for sure.
1: <laughs> I'll answer. I'll answer. All right. So moving on to Shane. Uh, <laughs> Sud is Deshaun Jackson, comma. Fitzmagic has to throw to somebody against the Jets. <laughs> Dud is Peterson or Dutt is Adrian Peterson. He's going to get bell yards but no TD against the Seahawks. End quote. I could... It's a fair assumption. Those are fair... Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I don't hate either of the arguments. No, they were very succinct and uh, to the point. Yep. All right, so do you want to do yours next, and then I'll go ahead and mine, and then we'll do some fun facts. Yeah,
1: sure. Let's let's go for it. So, um, my sub this week is going to be uh, Corey Davis. Uh, I love it. Wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, The Bengals have not had a stellar defense this year. It hasn't been terrible, but um, I feel like moving forward, mm, Corey Davis. He had a couple catches last week. I think he's going to start to get in a rhythm with Mar- with Mariota, and I think that this week could be the Corey Davis coming out party.
0: Boy, do I hope so! I, I bet you do. Yeah, you know my love for Corey Davis. I would have taken. I had him ahead of Mike Williams all off season. It was never even close between the two, to be honest, for me. But
1: mm-hmm. um, and then moving on to my dud, who is becoming slowly my not my forever dud, but. Um, I just think it's going to be two weeks in a row that Kirk Cousins does not have a good week. Um, this, I'm, I try not to make make this pick seem like a homer pick. Um, I just oh, they play the Vikings. They play the Viking. Gotcha. Redskins against the Vikings this week. That it's but, fair. I mean, the Vikings have had a very good defense this year. They, I mean, they haven't allowed much across the board in terms of an aerial attack. They have a shutdown corner. They have a who shutdown corner. is isn't allowing one, number one receiver to beat them. They have a defensive end who has gotten at least one sack in every game this year. Yep. Um, is he okay? I know he went down yeah, in the game. Yeah, they Cleveland said it was game. just uh, like a pull. Like he oh, just pulled okay. something.
0: I just realized that I hadn't heard any updates on that since the game.
1: Yeah, I trust me, I was waiting with bated breath as gotcha. a Vikings fan. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, no, Everson Griffin is doing all right, so... Um, Be looking forward to seeing him put Kirk Cousins on his back at least once, hopefully. Keep that yeah. streak going. Yeah, If nothing else, just for the streak. Well,
0: him and Demarcus Lawrence were tied as far as one game and one sack in each game to start the season. And Demarcus Lawrence missed this past week. Mm. So let's hope that Everson Griffin gets it and keeps that going.
1: For sure. Alright, um, so those are my suds and duds. Uh, Zach.
0: Alright, so my sud is going to be Robert Woods. Um, I like it. Sammy is Watkins late, like is it. going to be shadowed by Josh Norman. Um. And the Rams don't like... No, he's not, because the Redskins play the Vikings. You're correct. I am...
1: You're thinking they face...
0: Jacksonville, I believe. Jacksonville?
1: Hold on. You had a reason for this. We're doing it live. We're doing it live, guys. Um, I'm almost positive it was nope. Who did you just say? Robert Woods. Robert Woods, Rams, Texans. Texans. Ah, there we go. I
0: knew I had a reason for this, like you said. Uh, The Texans are giving up passing yards by the bunches right now. They just let Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton
1: have a lot of yards
0: go off on them. Um, T.Y. Hilton had 175 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Um, yeah, and Robert Woods is the number one target in that offense. They Sammy Watkins caught one ball for 60-some-odd yards and a touchdown. He's getting one. He is a deep threat only. He is best ball only. Robert Woods has put up consecutive weeks of being the number one guy that Jared Goff is throwing to, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Woods is Woods is going to be fine, and then my dud is going to be Demarius Thomas.
1: Uh, Brock Osweiler is your quarterback. Enough said. Yeah, that's about it. All right, that's been all you need. I and mean, they're fa- I mean, even though they're facing a pretty soft defense, I yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah, it's not it's it's, it's not good. <laughs> nope. All right, so are we ready for some fun facts? I'm ready for the funnest facts? All right. So um oh okay first fun fact Cam Newton since entering the league in 2011 leads all rush all quarterbacks with 52 rushing touchdowns who is the second person Carl since when since 2011 who is the sec- next closest QB this is Aaron Rodgers no it is Andy Dalton with 18 what? Really? 18 rushing touchdowns <coughs> compared to 52. That's a big number. That's that's a big difference for those of you who can't math. Um JHI scored his first touchdown of the season in his first week with another team. The Miami Dolphins still have yet to record a rushing touchdown this year. They don't have one rushing touchdown. Wow, that's bad. That's bad. That's... <laughs> the Rams this past weekend against the Giants surpassed the 30-point mark for the fifth time this season in nine games. Ten games. I don't know. Have they had their bye week? I think they already had their uh, bye week. I think they had their bye week. So in, in nine games, they surpassed 50, 30 points five times. They did that just five times in three seasons prior. So, from 2014 to 16, they did that five total times. <laughs> uh, Ta- Tom Savage threw his first career touchdown on 138 pass attempts.
1: he never thrown a touchdown?
0: Nope, he had never thrown a touchdown until this last week on 138 pass attempts. Woof. <laughs> um. Oh, this one's kind of fun. Corey Clement is the first Eagles player with two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown in a game since 2008. Who was the player for the Eagles? Brian Westbrook? Yeah. Um, This one I know, actually these next two I know will be near and dear to your heart. Uh, Blair Walsh, in the first first half of the Seattle game against the Redskins, missed three field goals. That is tied with the most that a player has missed an entire game this season.
1: Woof. Um <laughs> if if Claire is listening, she is a Seattle Seahawks fan and uh she snapchats me on a regular basis, her frustrations with uh Mr. Blair Walsh and the fact that they cut Stephen Haush good to sign Blair Walsh. Yes, they
0: did. Um shout out. A Couple more here and then we'll let everybody go. Uh Larry Fitzgerald has passed Tim Brown to move in sixth place of on the NFL's all time receiving yards list. Come on. So he's behind Jerry Rice, the second goat, Terrell Owens, uh, third place Randy Moss, then Isaac Bruce, then Tony Gonzalez, and then Larry Fitzgerald. Um, for those of you that not are not aware, I will take
1: T.O. over Randy Moss any day of the week. And I will argue that all the time with you. Oh, we do. I know we do. We do. We've had some good ones.
0: Yep. Um, Alex Smith threw his first interception of the year this no. past weekend. So now he has as many interceptions as Tyree Kill. <laughs> <laughs> this one this one surprised me. Adrian Peterson, at age 32, set his career high in rush attempts this last week with 37 in a game. That was his career high for a game, was 37.
1: Huh. Well, yeah, the Vikings could never, like, close out a game, so we were never just handing the ball off a bunch. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Someone sounds salty. Um, <laughs> saltiest chips.
0: This one's kind of fun. Jarvis Landry so far has 343 career receptions and just passed Anquan Boldin for the most receptions in the first four seasons of a career. Because <laughs> remember, Anquan Boldin had like 110 or 112 in his rookie year. He had just came out of the gates just balling. And the last fun fact for the day, and this is very interesting, the Raiders are the first team in NFL history with zero defensive interceptions to the first nine games of a season. They have yet to have one pick on their defense through nine games. Huh. Yeah. Let that sink in for a minute, folks. I know Carl is. Do you know how bad your defense has to be not to have one interception?
1: What if the quarterbacks facing them are just that good, smoking Jay Cuddy?
0: Okay, Carl, I'm going to reiterate. Do you know how bad your defense has to be not to have one interception?
1: Oh, yeah. I,
0: I'm pretty bad, apparently. Pretty bad. I'm pretty sure even the 0-16 yeah. Lions had at least one interception.
1: Flacco didn't throw a pick against them. Uh, but he's
0: elite, so that's you can't count him.
1: He is elite. Josh McCowan did not throw a pick against Wow, really? Yep. Wait, no. That that was never mind. I was looking at a different team. Oh, okay. But yeah, so that's that's all I've got. And that's all I have got. So, uh yeah, that was that was fun. I I enjoyed yep. going through the one and a half year recap.
0: I did. I so. did too. I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad we thought of it.
1: All right, Well, tune in next week when Shane will still not be here and Chris probably won't be here again. Um just calling that shot right now. So,
0: it'll probably be Carl and I again. We'll figure out something to Something to shoot the breeze with for everybody.
1: Yeah, we'll figure something out. It'll be fun.
0: Maybe maybe next week we'll go with our original idea and we'll play this or that.
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: Yeah, I think we'll do that. So yeah, sounds good. Plan for this or that next week.
1: But until then, uh, good luck in all of your fantasy leagues and uh, thanks for listening. See you later, folks. Deuces.